Hey guys, thank you so much for coming on to the Making It Happen show. Whether you're watching or listening to this right now, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. This is actually a very special episode. This is my first interview of 2021, and I'm so excited to bring on the special guest. He's a meditation coach. He's helped over 200 clients around meditation, relationships, starting a business, launching a new career and exploring one's spiritual self. He's an author of the book called Meditate, which is all about breathing into meditation and really awakening your potential self. So let me give a warm introduction to Terry Sadu. Terry, how is it going, my man? What's going on? Oh, what an introduction. I feel a little, <laughs> uh, I feel a little overwhelmed. No, I'm kidding. That was so nice to hear. It's going well. It's, it's nice to be back in Canada. I was just in the UK and uh, getting back into the swing of things, back with my clients and yeah, dealing with a lot of COVID mental health crises. It's, it's quite interesting. Yeah, what a year. And, and honestly, and what really stood out to me and how we got introduced was meditation. This last year, obviously, without saying much, we don't have to say much, it's been one heck of a year, 2020. And meditation was something I, I tried for the first time in 2020, and it really spoke to me. And I started to see some benefits, although I, I'm very amateur. And why I wanted you to come on the show was to really talk about not only your book, but to share the benefits of meditation and how it can really help people discover what they're meant to do and what and how they can make it happen in life. That's what we're trying to do on the show. And maybe we can kick us off uh, for people who don't know much about meditation. I know I'm still learning. In your own words, what is meditation to you? Meditation to me, this is actually one of the hardest chapters to write in the book because it's such a broad answer. But in a nutshell, <laughs> uh, meditation is to sit in contemplation and study and experience of life. That's essentially meditation. And the way you would start that process is to witness every experience of life as a creation, as a creation that's separate from you. So that includes your body, the experiences that you're having in the world around you, your desires, your dreams, everything is a separate entity. And then you study it. Even like when you think about visualizations and stuff and visualizing what you want for the future, that's a creation too. So you witness it and observe it and then you measure how far you are from it with your present. I mean, that's it. Just observing any experience of life and witnessing it as a creation and just to study it and then learning from that and proceeding forward. Maybe walk us through a little bit of how did you discover this? I mean, we, we see it in movies, we read it in books, but it's not talked about on, I would say, the social media that I'm on all the time, meditation, and it's something new to me. And maybe not new to some people in the audience, but how did, how did you discover meditation and how has it benefited you in your life? I grew up meditating. My mom taught me in about a very, very young age. I think I was about nine when I first understood meditation and started getting into it. And by 12, I was developing my own techniques. And meditation was my way. My mom introduced me to meditation as a way to help me cope with like bullying and the stresses of living in a working class environment. And the more I meditated, the more it felt like I was a truer version of myself inside my mind because it felt so restrictive in the experience of life out here. So I think that's really the, I think the core benefit I, I gained from meditating at an early age was understanding that no matter what experience I'm having out here, 
I, I'm true to myself in here. And then it was just a matter of then growing up in an age where as I grew older in my teenage years and stuff, bringing more, learning how and like studying that experience of who I am and bringing more of more of that and understanding how to do that in life. And that was my meditation way. It was just understanding who I was and how can I be more of that out here in a safe manner. And that led movements into different directions of my life. It's what moved me to Canada. Because of course, you, when you start realizing who you are as an individual and you start connecting with that innately, you start looking at places where you can express that more, where it's easier for you to do that, where, it's, where you want to be in terms of life. You start navigating towards those experiences. Meditation, once you've once you start connecting with your truth and that's really the core of it understanding who you are as an individual what you are as an entity as a conscious entity and we can get into that a little bit later then it's about then it was about me looking forward into the world as like right where can i breathe freely where can i breathe comfortably where can i exist or how can i exist in this world in the most truest version of myself and then it was just about constructing and navigating my life forward based on that the core of it is within yourself and once you find it and you can trust it it's just about now making that a reality out here and um, mm. when i spoke what i spoke about earlier seeing everything as a creation so when you're sitting in meditation you got to realize that your body and everything in life is a creation it's something that has been created we always often think of the future as ahead of us and the past behind us but to consciousness to ourselves the future is a predetermined state that you bring into the future, which is constructed with the experience that you have in the present here with your five physical senses, combined with all the subconscious content from your past. So they come together to form new realities and new ideas, our desires, it shapes how we move forward, it shapes our ideas, our creations. And so it's really about hacking that. And once what I figured out really early was, okay, this is what I'm learning from here. This is what I've already learned. What can I do with these two experiences to create more of that truth that I feel within? How can I make my life out here represent how I feel within? And navigating mm. through life just basically became step by step and trying to figure out solutions to problems. That was pretty much it. And that's, and that's I would say that's the function of meditation at its, at its, I would say, human level, at this physical level. Beyond that, going into the more enlightening states, we can get into that a little bit later. <laughs> wow. Wow. We'll have to go dive deep into this because it sounds to me like meditation was the gateway to discovering you, like who you are, who you want to be, and how. How can you get there? Because, I mean, for me, in my experience, like I've only tried five-minute guided meditations before, and it's so hard to just, you know, quiet the mind. I, I find it very, very tough. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to that as well. But you just said it right there that you discovered yourself through this process. And I love that. I love that that meditation has got you to where you are today. Would you agree? Absolutely. If it wasn't for my meditation practice, I don't think I would have known or trusted or even have the confidence within myself to do the things that I've done and accomplished. I mean, if I just, 
let the world, like the external experience of life dictate what was supposed to be of my life, especially growing up in the middle of England in a very working class environment. I shouldn't be living in Canada. I shouldn't be an author of a book. I shouldn't like all these things that you, that these expectations that get placed on you just because of socioeconomic, whatever cultural aspects that you're surrounded by. And meditation, every time I meditated, everything out here, everything in the physical experience of life seemed so easy and simple. It was just a matter of trying to figure out the formula. The simplest way I can put meditation and how it can help um, you move forward and how it can help you kind of create the life that you want is, is quite simple. Think of a problem in your life, any single problem in your life. And now you've got to consider that problem as a separate creation, as an entity that is separate from your physical experience of life. It's just a problem that's in life that just exists there. It's an individual creation of its own. It has a life of its own. Mm. But what you want to first do is find out the source of that creation. What is the source of that problem? How did that problem occur? Because once you start meditating on that, you start taking yourself from the, stop the problem that's present all the way back to how it started. And then once you've got that knowledge, once you've got all that information, you can start catching up all the things that you went, went wrong, how, it, how that problem um, came to be, so that then you carry your meditation forward, then right, I'm at this problem now, how can I move it into a solution? So it's almost like you start at the present, you go back, find the root, come back to the present, and then start constructing the future, start creating the solution to move forward. Because you understand how you got there. Now it's mm. about figuring out how to get to where you want to be. It's basic marketing, really. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And it's so true. Like, it's just a space for you to really be with your own thoughts and feelings and really take almost take yourself outside, like an outside perspective as if you're looking inward right and i know this is what my experience was but realizing what my insecurities were and why i wasn't doing or what i wasn't doing and why and thus why i wasn't achieving what i set out to achieve for 2020 right and i, I love that that you actually are applying this daily practice into discovering what it is you want to do in life and how to do it right and maybe you can help us for beginners walk us through a meditation like where should people start how do people start this process because i think you did a really good job articulating the benefits of it and how you can apply it to discovering who you are what you want in life how can we start and where do we start maybe it could be the next kind of uh, where we can take this conversation yeah so the easiest way and this is a very common start to meditation is to breathe that's the first thing you want to do. Don't, don't worry about sitting in contemplation. Don't worry about closing your eyes and trying to get your legs to cross over in the lotus position. Yeah, I can't do that. That so. comes after. <laughs> the, the very first step to meditating is learning how to breathe consciously. I'll do a little mm. exercise. So all I want you to do is close your eyes for me. Okay. Okay. And now I just want you to consciously inhale and exhale through your nose at a comfortable and controlled rate. If you need a prompt, just think about if the, the breath that you're about to take is the way that you can breathe for the rest of your life. It's the only way you can breathe for the rest of your life. So really pay attention and find what your conscious breath is, what your control breath is. And in and out through the nose, this is really key. Mm. 
because what happens if you start breathing out your mouth, your mouth will dry and then you attach to that feeling. All right. So breathing in and out the nose. And if your nose is congested, then there's your first problem. There's the first thing you learn in meditation. Take care of your health. Clear the nasal congestion. So that will be the first solution that you'll have to implement in your life. If you can't breathe freely, good luck trying to create anything else in life. There's your first point of call. So now that you're breathing comfortably and, you're, and you can, you've got that controlled breath, whenever you've got a thought, feeling or sensations that's pulling you away from that breath, you have to consciously pull yourself back to that breath. Okay, you can open your eyes now because I'm going to demonstrate something for you. Okay. So what you're doing when you're consciously breathing, you're essentially starting at the center of your mind. And what happens is, can you see me there? So what happens is you've got all these external experiences, whether they're coming from the subconscious mind, or whether the super conscious and enlightening, or whether they're out here in the physical experience of life and trying to consume you through your physical senses. What happens is when you're consciously breathing, you're sitting in the center, you're sitting at the center of your mind. And then when you get pulled into a thought, all you have to do is pull yourself out of it. It's almost like the thought is pulling your breath away. There's a concept I mentioned in the book. So I don't know if you've ever been to a yoga studio and heard the concept of prana. You was, prana often gets mistranslated as breath, but prana is essentially the force of life. It's like the essence of life, if you will, that gives life to every creation, whether it's an inanimate object out here or whether it's our, our physical bodies and their functioning and the, and the breathing elements of the world. But prana is essentially life essence breath is the so i say if imagine like prana like the magic that keeps us all alive and breath is the pump that keeps the magic alive so if you got prana and you got breath so when you're breathing you're breathing and pumping prana and if it's sometimes easy to think of prana like clay do you know like those religious stories where god created man out of, out of mud and whatever yeah, so yeah. hardened prana is basically the bodies the physical aspects of life because mm -hmm. we have the ability to breathe, it keeps that prana malleable. It can keep it so we can create, so we can function, so we can evolve and so we can grow. Mm. So what happens is whenever we get consumed by a thought, let's say we're thinking about what we had for breakfast in the morning. What we're essentially doing is when consciousness or cells, our attention, our focus goes towards that memory, we're sending prana there. We're giving life to that memory. So therefore, as we're breathing, we're breathing life to that, that, that experience that we once had. But when we consciously breathe, we regain that prana, we regain conscious control, and we can pull ourselves mm. out of the experience. The simplest way is, I know I went into a little bit too much of a tangent there, but the best way- No, I love it. Just, just breathe out of every experience. And the moment you can see, do you know what? The best way is actually when you're in pain. You know, when you're in pain and you're like, <gasps> <laughs> you really it's exactly you're hyperventilating you know yeah. yeah yeah you've got to the breathing helps um, mm. and so every single time you get attached to something you breathe to detach and that's all you need to do for your early meditation practice no matter whether you're sitting in traffic whether you're at the grocery store pulling in stuff into your basket just put a conscious breath ahead of every experience so carrots beads and practice conscious breathing and then eventually you can go into a state of contemplation where you can sit on your own close your eyes and just practice that conscious breath and mm. then once you've got in control of breath you okay you want to go up towards the creator do you want to go towards physical you can move yourself as consciousness which is what we'll get into probably next
So do you do this when you're stressed then? Because you said like when you're hyperventilating, right? You're controlling your breath. And if we've all experienced that when you're, well, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what's going to happen. We've all felt that before. Is that a ritual that you would do then is focus on your breathing and almost go into a form of meditation. And like you said, identify the root cause, the problem, and then figure out a way to solve it. Is that kind of what you go through when you're feeling stressed? Because this is a thing with meditation and stress. I mean, if you're not meditating or you're not aware of your breath, you are going to end up in stressful situations. Why is because you're not attentive to when your breath is being captured by an experience or, or, or a stressor. Mm -hmm. So what happens is when you are stressed or when you are dealing with anxiety, you want to restore that conscious breathing. You want to restore that conscious rate of breath. When I'm teaching kids meditation, what I get them to do is run the spot really fast to get their heartbeat pumping. And then I get mm -hmm. them to close their eyes, find their pulse and try and control their heart rate with conscious breathing. And it mm. teaches you a lot about your life and your experience and how much in control of your body and your experience of life that you are. If you've got captured by stress, the thing is when you're conscious breathing and you're practicing conscious breathing in meditation specifically, you will catch yourself entering into a stressful situation so you never have to enter it you can pull yourself back from it and realize okay i'm getting stressed what do i need to do it's, it raises awareness and sensitizes you to your experiences of life so that you never have to navigate to those stressful uh, to those levels of stress or anxiety and that comes with regular meditation and regular practice and this is just the beginning stages like with for <laughs> mental health meditation <laughs> is like a crumb in comparison to what you can really do like we're talking about activating your human intelligence here mm. So stress and mental health cinch, but you just got to practice that point first. As long as you can keep pulling yourself out of it, you can literally be losing your hemorrhaging cash out of your bank account. You could be the repo men could be taking all your stuff away from you. As long as you're conscious breathing and you're constantly in the present moment, you're like, okay, you're detaching yourself from the experiences more and more and more and more. And mm -hmm. as you deepen that experience, you start realizing wow, life, this present experience is only one third of the experience. It's mm. only one minute part of the experience of what I can attain in my mind. Like here, right now, we can have this physical experience, but it's very, really one, it's very present. There's no future, there's no past. Mm. But the moment you close your eyes, you can go into a memory and go travel into the past, or you can go into the future and create something and to bring into the present. But the mm. physical experience of life is very limited. So if this is your biggest stressor, then you're missing out on so much more. Mm. You know, the, 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 this is the least of your stresses here. Here, it's, <laughs> you've only got 100 years, give or take, <laughs> you know, 80 years, give or take. Yeah, yeah. And really make, to really create the truth that you've come here to represent, to bring into the world. Stop wasting your time trying to fit into this thing and go mm -hmm. and locate your truth first. Make that your priority. Once you know what you are, once you allow yourself to be your truest self, bring it into the world and you've got a meaning, you've got purpose, you've got value. Mm. And then every stress is just about whenever that truth is restricted. And then you just overcome that because that's a problem. Okay, why is my truth restricted here? How am I not communicating this correctly? And life just becomes so much simpler, so much simpler, mm. stress about nothing. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I went off. <laughs> I no, I'm 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 really interested in this topic, and it's it's so true. And 
it just puts a huge perspective on the world, I find. And like I said, like I tried it in 2020 and I didn't do it uh, every day. I maybe did it every two weeks, three weeks, maybe. But I did. I started the process of it. And even the little bits of meditation I did, I just wound up really looking at my life in a perspective way that this is a moment that I'm upset about that I won't remember in two weeks, three weeks, a month, a year. So why am I putting so much energy into it? Or, or the reverse, like, why am I so upset? Like, why is this, why is this bringing this emotion in me? As a creator, I'm creating for online, for people to consume online. And a big, big challenge is self-doubt, self not believing that you can do it, not believing that you're able to do that. And that's a big, big challenge that I try to face on this podcast. And you're kind of combating that. You're talking about knowing your true self and not wasting your time uh, trying to make you fit into all the white sheep, but be the black sheep and, and do what you are meant to do and go the opposite direction. So you're not an intention. I love it. <laughs> There's uh, for those who really struggle to meditate, the common theme I found is so even this comes goes from a lot of people who like practice buddhism and all of this stuff and still struggle to meditate the only reason why most people will struggle to meditate is because they, they only see themselves as the body they can only understand themselves as as a as a physical being and that is a huge limitation especially mm. when you know you have you evidently know you are so much more because what happens is the one of the first things i teach is what to understand, recognize yourself as consciousness. And everyone's like, how do you do that? That sounds so, it's actually very simple. You, you, when you're saying consciousness can move through time, the body cannot. That's one of the first things you really need to be aware of. Your body will never be in the future. It will never be in the past. It's always in the present moment. Mm -hmm. Consciousness travels. So mm. when you're feeling anxious or feeling stress, your body's not in that stress. So maybe unless it's a fight or flight, and I guarantee you, if I'm going to come at you with a punch, you're going to duck or run or punch me back. You have no problem being in the present. <laughs> yeah. But you're, if you're scared that I'm coming at you <laughs> from somewhere, like making a journey to come and get you, then yeah, that's yeah. going to cause stress because consciousness is navigating to an experience that isn't present. Okay. So okay. When you recognize yourself as consciousness, then you can really start detaching from all these experiences. You can start realizing, wait, I can just move myself away from this, just like walk, moving away from the body. So I'll put it in, in, a, in a more simpler term. So the best thing to do is going back to that example of thinking about what you had for breakfast. If you close your eyes right now mm -hmm. and, you, and you think about what you had for breakfast, you are now existing as consciousness, reliving that experience. Your body is not there. Your physical body is not there. You mm. as consciousness are there. And there's an exercise, another exercise that I put in the book where I demonstrate that whole process of creation and what you're capable of. So I ask people to put your hand up in front of you mm -hmm. and you look at your hand and then you close your eyes and then you revive the memory of your hand that you were just seeing in life. So in my mind, I'm seeing my hand now as I saw it in physical life. You guys can see it, but I can't, my eyes is closed. Then in my mind, I'm moving, now I'm moving my hand side to side. And then the moment I open my eyes, I can move my hand side to side just as I did in my mind. That was me 
existing as consciousness navigating from the present when I was looking at my hand into the past when I revived the experience that I saw in the present. And then I recreated I created a new experience based on those merging those two experiences together. So mm -hmm. the present and the past met and I was like, hmm, maybe if I can move my hand side to side, which I did in my mind. And then I opened my eyes and I brought that experience out into the world and moved my hand the same way. Mm. So consciousness is recognizing yourself as consciousness, as a conscious entity that can move through realms of time and space, which is something that comes later. Mm -hmm. um, is when you can really start ramping up your meditation practice. I can guarantee you everyone's mental health issues mostly connect or probably actually are connected to your body. Because as a conscious entity, yeah. you're just a conscious entity, it's just awareness. There's three key realms of being that you can exist in. There's the body, there's the mind, and there's the soul. I'm sure there's a lot of sub levels and whatnot, but the simplest way is you got mind, body, mm -hmm. and soul. And these are one of which those we all know about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which misconceptions that have come from the East to the West and it's been mistranslated. So consciousness navigates through first the body and has the experience of the body, and then it can transcend into the mind. So it can trans so exist in the present. And then it can exist in different moments of time. So the subconscious mind, the superconscious mind, and the conscious mind being in the present. And then once you start detaching from all of that, remember it starts with breath, right? Pulling yourself out of the experience. You're dealing with stress in physical life. Breathe to pull yourself out of it. You close your eyes. You're in the past. You're in the future. It's troubling you. Pull yourself out of it with breath. So all you're existing as is consciousness with this breath. And then once you're able to detach from all the experiences in your mind, you open up this new realm of carrying consciousness within the soul. People mm. often mistake soul and consciousness as the same thing, but the soul is like another body within itself. You have your body, you transcend into your mind, you recognize yourself in the mind, and then you, try, you detach from all those experiences and then you start recognizing yourself in the soul. And once you're in the soul, that's when those enlightening, more transcendental experiences start kicking in. But it's all a process of detachment. And the only way, the only thing you need to learn about detachment is breathing. Just breathe yourself out of your, out of any situation or experience that's causing you trouble. And even if it's blissful, to detach from it, you'd be surprised mm -hmm. how powerful you can get as an individual when you, when nothing can consume you, consume mm. you, detach you. And once you're able to kind of navigate through that journey, all you're really looking for is the source of your breath that's it nothing else mm. what is the source of my breath and that's that whole prana thing so you've got this pump and you've got this pump that's just navigating that's so you have consciousness and consciousness is in control of this pump that's breathing mm -hmm. wherever consciousness resides whether it's in the body the mind or the soul or whether it's in the memory or whatever it's sending prana life there so once you're detaching from all those experiences all you got left is that pump consciousness mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, where's this breath coming from? Where's this prana coming from? And that's when you start your transcendental journey. Wow. It's turning into a spiritual podcast. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, all your desires, everything that you want from life, I can guarantee, because I've been life coaching for so long. Mm -hmm. I've worked with clients all over the world with so, in like a mass amounts of fortune. Like you wouldn't believe how, how much these people have amassed in terms of material wealth and experience. 
Mm-hmm. And there's so much unfulfillment still in the world. You can make millions, mm-hmm. trillions of dollars. You can find the love of your life. It doesn't matter. Ultimately, it's going to cause some sort of contention or some sort of problem because A, it's a finite experience. And B, there's no way you can accomplish every single truth that you've embarked upon in this world because truth is an mm-hmm. infinite experience, but life is a limited one. Mm-hmm. So every single moment of your life is always going to be a some source of contention. So you're, so spirituality, you're going to have to navigate to those experiences. I mean, Maslow talked about it in his hierarchy of needs. We all learn it in business. We also learn it in psychology, basic needs, and you move the way all the way up to self-actualization. But once you're there, once you're accepting of self and accepting of others, and you've accepted your experience of life, the only way to go is transcendence. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole, that's like a whole encyclopedia that's just waiting to be opened, Mm -hmm. recognizing who you are, what you are, what you're capable of. And when you talk about making it happen, that's, it's never a doubt anymore. It's just, okay, then it's, it's just doing it. It's just about making it, literally making it happen. It's, there's no mm-hmm. contention with it. It's, and there's no stress that comes with, because it doesn't have to look a specific way. It doesn't have to be a specific way. It just has to be. Mm-hmm. Whether you're, doing what you're doing and earning a million dollars with it or doing what you're doing and just living a humble life with it. Mm. You're still being your truth. And that is in a sense fulfillment. And that's what it comes down to being true to who you are and living life that way. And before that, all meditating is, is finding that truth. And once you've Mm. found it, go make it happen. Love it. (laughs) <laughs> love, love, love it. That's Terry. This is why I wanted you on the show. You just opened my eyes so much. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a copy of your book. Let's let's talk about your book a little bit. Okay. You've answered a lot of my questions. We're coming to the end of the episode. Let's talk about your book. Let's talk about how people can get a hold of you and any kind of last advice you can give to individuals looking to discover like you said before you've helped countless hundreds of people who are so wealthy you can't believe who are unfulfilled in life give us some last tips advice strategies for people to be more fulfilled and and make that happen right last minute tips and then let's talk about your book a little bit where we can get it where we can get in contact with you what kind of services we can reach out to you for just that kind of stuff yeah okay we'll start with the tips the tip the only tip i have the only tip i only give nowadays is don't forget to breathe write that on your head if you have to write it on your hand (laughs) i teach well uh, there's a little i always say this towards the end of the podcast and i open up more about it but i actually started teaching meditation formally by teaching cannabis friendly meditations <laughs> and the reason why i started teaching cannabis friendly meditations was there was all these medicinal patients who were entering these psychoactive states but they couldn't handle them because they needed it for whatever the cancers they were dealing with the, the Alzheimer's, whatever problems they had but they couldn't handle the psychoactive active experience. So I created all these meditations to help them. And then next thing you know, everyone's like, wow. meditations, let's go. <laughs> and, uh, and that's how my journey into teaching meditation actually started. And my advice was always don't forget to breathe when it gets too troubling, pull yourself out of it and center yourself and keep mm-hmm. on doing it. Keep on repeating it, keep on breathing. And once you found your controlled breath, you move forward in life, sustaining that breath. Mm. Your breath gets too short, gets too slow. You're moving away from that center. 
So as long as you're in conscious control of your breath, you're in, in complete conscious control of your experiences of life. And that's mm -hmm. the only advice anyone ever needs. There's what kind of, how, sorry, sorry, I was just trying to say, what's a good starting point? Would you say five minutes a day, every single day, two minutes? Is there a beginner's kind of starting point or is it very, is yeah, it very between um, people? One of my favorite, I mean, if you're really, 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 really new to meditation and you don't even know where to start, I would just, I would just practice conscious breathing in your everyday life like going to the grocery store, sitting in traffic, not that there's much nowadays, but even <laughs> just sitting, watching Netflix and just like watching the TV and then start breathing and just pulling yourself out of the experience. Watching a movie, this is what I teach kids. I get them to watch a movie and I get them to de detach from the experiences of the movie. Try and put on a comedy and breathe from the laugh, breathe out of the laughter. Don't be consumed by the story that's being told you. And that's exercising detachment. So you can start meditation that way. Hmm. One of my favorites is just get a cup of coffee, go to sit by, stand by the window and just look outside the window and just breathe consciously while you're sipping your coffee. That in itself is how you start your meditation because now you're exercising observation, you're exercising detachment, you're exercising contemplation. And then it's all about taking those and taking these little lessons into that official meditative state where you sit down, close your eyes and you start basically integrating all those experiences you had in life of observing against your memories, against those feelings, those thoughts. And when I, a lot of my, a lot of my clients would talk about these things that they can't stop thinking about, like emptying the dishwasher and that's all it is. Go ahead and breathe and pull yourself out of it. Keep practicing and exercising that and you start meditating. And honestly, mm -hmm. once you figure that out, the rest you can figure out yourself. This is not knowledge that you don't know. <laughs> it's so true. It's knowledge that every single person has. And all I'm literally doing is reminding people to breathe. That's mm -hmm. it. Not much I like that, that reminder because it, it, it brings, because there's so many people defining meditation in different ways, it makes it quite easy and simple. Focus on your breathing. Like everyone can do that. Everyone alive can do that. Focus on your breathing. And, and, and once you've actually mastered that, you can take yourself outside of the situation, as you said, mm -hmm. and really look, you have a whole new look on life, right? And then you're able to work through the issues you might have or the goals you want to accomplish or the life that you want and how you can make it happen. Exercising detachment is a skill that you need to train. Once you can exercise detachment, then you got to recognize yourself as consciousness. It's like step, 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 step. And we can segue that into, it's all mentioned here. Like it's a very simple <laughs> book, honestly. The first draft I wrote of this was like this thick. It was like thousands and thousands and thousands of words long and it was getting overly dogmatic and it was not like, I want to teach people how to meditate so they can discover all of this wonderful stuff for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I shrunk it down and um, I literally put it out there like a textbook form, like you couldn't be more textbook and how to get started. I'll talk about the five, I'll talk about what meditation is and introduce it. I'll talk about the five step experience or the five step process, which is breathe, position, lock, meditate, integrate. And that's, that's the, basically the process of training your mind to detach. Mm -hmm. And then so when, you're, when you're breathing consciously again and you figure out your conscious breath, you may feel lots of aches and pains when sitting in meditation. That's okay. Reposition. Get into a comfortable state. People always think, no, I've got to sit still. No, nah, forget that. 
just keep moving your body. You're learning how to sit in meditation. You're not going to figure out your perfect position from day one. So these are all like, it's all a learning process first. So breathe, position. And then once you found a nice, comfortable position, you lock into your meditation. That's the rolling of the eyes towards. It's kind of like nudging into your mind. It's like moving from the physical experience of life into the metaphysical. I always think of it, imagine like you're a robot that's just gone into standby mode and they just go up and you're in. It's kind of like that experience. And then nice. you meditate. So breathe, position, lock, meditate. And then when you're meditating is when you're trying to find the source of that breath. You're trying to, you're in control of the situation, detaching, whatever. But let's say you get consumed by something, a thought or feeling, someone walks through the door, a sound or a draft. Okay, just go back to step one. Breathe, reposition if you need to, lock back in, meditate, start again. Breathe, position, lock, meditate, breathe. And you keep practicing that cycle until you're ready to integrate, until you feel calm and collected when you're ready to be awakened in the world. Be awakened. Mm. And that's when the final step kicks in is integration. It's integrating that awareness, that knowledge, that sense of calm into your body. I'm like, okay, I got this. And away you go. And that's just like the first two sections. And then you can deepen your meditation. That's where we talk about source, sourcing the breath and going more. And I talk about the mind like a reality generation room. So it's you've got <laughs> these different doors. You've got the library of knowledge or the library to your like that, memories. Yeah. You've got a portal into transcendence. And it's, I outline it in a very simple way. So it's not intimidating. Yeah. And then the final section, which is for people who really don't want to sit in contemplation, but want to get into meditation. I talk about chakras, but not in a very kind of like, this is this color chakra. No, no, no. We talk literally about the holes of the body and how you can learn from them. Like the first chakra, mm -hmm. the root chakra, it's connected to your asshole. Whatever's coming out of your asshole, if it's not healthy, there's a problem with that chakra. <laughs> so you take care of your health, step one. So it's a very- That'll be the next podcast. <laughs> yes. What's coming out of your asshole? It could, be, yeah, what's it could not be good. Literally, <laughs> if you're not breathing right, maybe you're not eating yeah. right either. Yeah, and then yeah. it goes into the journey. So if you can't sit in contemplation, you start dealing with health first and then yeah. you grow that way. So it's all in here. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you just visit www.meditatethebook.com. So meditatethebook.com. It's my Instagram handle, my Twitter handle, my Facebook page and the website Meditate the Book dot com and you'll get links to the the book the audiobook just came out yesterday too so if you're not a reader hey, on. congrats and yeah thank you it's i'm excited about that and i'm actually in the process of developing an online course so that's to be determined and when that's going to be out as for coaching if anyone wants to get in touch with me just email um, the office it's info at meditate the book.com and uh, we can go from there because i offer so many different services especially where mental health is concerned mm -hmm. if you're working with a therapist and you've got to kind of got to contact your therapist and see what's happening there so, so just contact me that way i'll be linking all of terry's information i just spoke out in the description whether you're listening or watching to this so check that out in the description all the links he just suggested so you can get in contact with him you can purchase his book his audio book just came out that's awesome and you can get a hold of Terry. Terry, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think this is a great way to kick off 2021. You're my first guest in Yay. 2021. Thank you so much for coming on. I learned a lot. I'm gonna be reviewing this a lot so that I it's can digest the information, but it's yeah. good. Listen to this, rewatch this, because what Terry is saying 
it, it might be overwhelming, but it's so powerful. And coming from a non-meditation expert, just applying a little bit of it and not knowing much is has opened my eyes so much in knowing myself more and knowing myself more and knowing where I am the strongest and where I can really prevail is helped me in my career, has helped me in my relationships, has helped me in what doing what I love, which is making videos, having podcasts with awesome guests like you. So check out Terry and just, man, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Just breathe and create the life you want. It's as simple as that. It really is. Yeah, that's how you make it happen. So I think that's a great way to end the show off. So thank you guys so much. Please contact any of us at any time. We're happy to help you with anything you might need. All right, take care.